If you haven't noticed, everything is horrible. So if you want to retain any last sliver of sanity, you should probably get some earbuds to block it all out. And hey, maybe you already have some, but life is impermanent. So go to tweakedaudio.com and grab a backup pair of durable, tangle-free, and noise-canceling earbuds in one of seven styles and seven colors so you can drown out the sounds of the dystopian hellscape that is everyday life. Again, that's tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEKBOX at checkout for 33% off your purchase and free worldwide shipping. Hey, everybody, this is the Comedy Button, a show we've been doing since 2011, thanks to the support of many people who listen to it and occasionally give us money for reasons. If you would like to help us keep the lights on and keep making this stupid, terrible show that you continue to listen to for reasons we're unclear of, head to patreon.com slash comedy button and kick us a buck or five bucks or really whatever you can help with. We're still going to keep doing the show for free, but you can get ad-free versions or access to our whole backlog of movie commentaries and bonus episodes and all kinds of deleted trash that we thought was a good idea to put on the Internet. Again, that's patreon.com slash comedy Comedy button. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Button. I'm your host, Brian Altano, and with me is Scott Bromley. No. And Ryan Scott. No, he's not, he's not here either. Max? Max Scoville? You guessed it. There no, you are. It's just me. It's Max. I'm back. Good to see you, Max. Yeah, uh, it's, a real, it's a real treat. No, I mean, for once again, we've had a, a thing has happened once more in which... Uh, Scott has been hurtled into the star zone, and once more, I don't want to throw him under the bus too hard, but Ryan has been diagnosed with a bad case of the D-H-I-E-R-R-H-H-E-A of the B-O-U-T-T-L-E, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Did you do that word right? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I need, like... I need a I need a, like a rewind theater on that one. No, my boy definitely has some uh, <laughs> some big wet shits. That's the problem. Once Max more. is Max is trying to spell diarrhea. Uh, for clarity, it is the end of 2019, or we think we're trying we're trying to get there. We've done something like a thousand podcasts this year. We're very excited about them. We're very happy to have you there on the other end of them. We know how life is miserable. And we like to make little songs with no rhythm to put in your ears to listen to when you're working the job. The one of these J-O-B. days we're gonna have a hit single, but I don't. I don't know when that's going to be. Yeah, and so we didn't want to miss a week, and even though everybody bailed, Max and I decided, you know what, let's sit down, let's huddle into a abandoned conference room at IGN that used to be our Let's Play studio, which is now in shambles. Uh, we've had a lot of restructuring in terms of actual restructuring here, not like people, but places. And uh, we're in a room that has basically a couple of random chairs, some bizarre office furniture, one video game controller, a copy of Star Wars Episode One on VHS, inexplicably in the corner on the floor, a Dell monitor facing the wall, and it's a two weird. Markers. It's a weird place to be. Yeah, but yeah. So I know. I know that some people are like, "This episode sounded like shit." <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. It 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 probably does. It mm-hmm. sounds a little bit weird. The we're currently using a field recorder that is, use it's taped to a large piece of styrofoam using what I believe is athletic tape. Like you tie up a knee with? Yeah, I'm actually... Don't, I don't know why that's in here. I'll put a picture of this in the Comedy Button Facebook group and, and the Discord because I think it's a, a beautiful, fitting way to end this weird-ass year. It's been a weird fucking year. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy to see it close, uh, and I'm happy to have you listening on the other end of this because uh, we love you guys. And honestly, we've been doing the show for nine years now, and it, it uh, it's, it's still a really good fucking good time. So yeah, I'm yeah. happy we get to do this. How are you, Max Maximilian? I'm doing okay. I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling the festive Christmas cheer. The season's ghost has returned to my bones once more. Yep. We had an interesting event here on uh, at work on Monday. We had something called the Holiday Cookie Exchange, and I've been here for a long time. That's new. That was a new thing. That was just like a th- like we got it all like a calendar invite. I yep. think that was the new. 
And everybody, HR lady or facilities lady or something. She was just like the cookie exchange. Everybody was sort of in, inspired to make their own cookies and bring them in, and that that walks all like cookies are a weird thing because they don't really fit into a mold. Like they literally don't usually. Some of them do. Some of them you have to mold. What? Some would say that a cookie cutter is a cookie mold. <laughs> Yes, this is true. And so uh, the, we, we went into the lunchroom, and we just really had a, a delectable delight. <laughs> just, we had some good big fattened treats, <laughs> some real sugared plums. <laughs> um, uh, no, but, we, we, I, I think we're both in this wonderful spot where we just are, we don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah I know. We're just eating all the sweets and the treasures and the treats. I, this is this is my 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 holiday sandwich now is in September. I try to do like a couple of weeks of eating healthy, and in January I try to do a couple of weeks of eating healthy, and that's that's like I don't know what kind of sandwich it is. I guess that's water on the outside of the sandwich. I don't know what you call that. I yeah. think that's that's putting things on an island. Yeah, and in that's the middle, island. in the middle is just like this fucking nonstop. Just hurricane. No, it's of the, body it, it is the season of cookie fuckery. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's the mean, time for the. I, I don't know. I was telling you this, but the other day I was like, I got up. You know, I think it was. I think it was like a. It wasn't even a weekend day. That's the worst part. Is I got up and I was like, oh, time to get ready for work. Oh, I'm going to shower, and I was like, well, I could have a healthy smoothie for breakfast, but also. I have a half a gallon of peppermint stick ice cream in the freezer. <laughs> so I just had like a bowl of ice cream for breakfast. And I finished it and was immediately like, wow, <laughs> I have a headache and I need to shit. <laughs> this is not great. But here we are. And that's this is like the holidays, a, yeah. That's a fucking like bottom tier ass ice cream too. I will fucking, I will, <laughs> I will fucking go to my grave with this one. No, that's Peppermint a, stick? No, that's a good one. Why don't you just brush your teeth and have vanilla ice cream at the same time? Save $14. <laughs> no, it's like, if you think about it, like, the holiday time is interesting because, like, the first... The, the, October obviously ends with decadence. It's like this fucking plastic pumpkin bucket full of shit that you just eat for weeks afterwards. No, it reaches that point everywhere. where you're just eating sugar. Yeah, but it starts to creep in, like, early October. And especially, like, sometimes even late September where you're, like, in the store and all of a sudden they have the big bags out and there's the ghouls and the bats and everything is orange. And all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, it's time to get a good rotting of the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's and they, they're like, oh, hey, you know, uh, a good breakfast is vampires. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, I, I don't like there's a lot. Of, I don't I don't eat a lot of cereal anymore. Like some people are really into cereal. I will totally make an exception for monster cereal. Me too. Because you come out and they're like, oh, this looks like fucking Hanna-Barbera Bloodborne. <laughs> this, is, this is a bad design. I like it. And it's like every couple of years, they're like, they, they shake it up a little bit. They're like, one of them has died. Or they're like, there's an election. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, I have to get, I have to vote for a ghoul this year. Um, so that starts early. And then there's also like fucking fun-sized Halloween bags of food everywhere. And they start creeping in, start showing up everywhere. And then Halloween ends. You still have this hangover like of candy and there's bags of it all over the town. You come into work. There's like they, – they just rolled out like jars of candy at work. And then they start doing – then all the Thanksgiving festivities start coming in. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, we're having a potluck at work. And like we're having ham sandwiches for breakfast. I don't know if it's like this. I don't think this is like this at a lot of people's works. But, I mean, even when I worked retail, like, we had this, um, we had, like, a manager named Rosalind at Tower Records 
who was like she was the new lady she was if she was the kind of person who would coordinate a cookie exchange like she'd just show up and she'd be like well i'm a new sheriff in town and this in this town we do cookie exchanges but she showed up and she's like all right everybody's got to work black friday and thanksgiving that sucks great news we're having thanksgiving in the back and so we had like this fucking tiny like closet-sized office that was just filled with stinky thanksgiving food but also like a dump bunch of dumb horse shit that we all demanded so i like i remember just like i remember like having a fucking paper plate covered in you know mashed potato and gravy and turkey and then like chugging a mountain dew pitch black too on, <laughs> on black friday and i was like Great hell sequel. yeah buddy it's pitch black friday <laughs> <laughs> and then going back to work and like restocking f- fucking hall and oats christmas albums yep. or whatever yeah so you have the ramp up to thanksgiving and then you eat you eat you eat for days before thanksgiving you eat all day during thanksgiving and then you eat for days after thanksgiving and then all of a sudden you're like it's christmas month it's time for cakes and treats and all of a sudden they start playing music everywhere there's like there's snacks in the in the break room like people are just bringing home cakes there's like you know like just fucking candy and cakes and all this shit floats in and you just let go yeah, it's great. It's, it's fucking it's wonderful. Fucking awesome. It's a delight. It's really, really good. We, we both got so excited about cookies. Oh, it's the best. You know when in like Power Rangers when like Bulk and Skull would like show up at like a children's science fair and they'd be like, da, 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 yeah. and they'd be like, well, these rockets all suck. Yeah, yeah what do you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a what a gay volcano. <laughs> like, I can make a better volcano myself. <laughs> you know, it's like you're like, why would they go to that? That was us at the cookie exchange. Oh my god, yeah. We just roll up. We're like. There was a thing that was, uh, it was like chocolate crumble or something, but whoever wrote it made it look like it said chocolate cornhole. That's not what it said. What did you think it said? What did it say? Me, do you want to say? What did you, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to edit this episode. No, it, okay. It said. I thought it said chocolate cornhole. And no, I was like, oh no. It's a bad name. For, that's that's like, one of those things that. Cornhole is a party game. It wouldn't put me. I wouldn't put it past like people in California to be like, no, it's a cookie you make. I didn't know you thought it said cornhole because I wouldn't have whispered that. Did you think cornstable? No, no, no. It says cornstable a bad word. No, it said like chunkle or something. (laughs) And I thought it. Oh, okay. You thought it was a racist. I thought it was a racist term. But it, but it wasn't the cookies look great, but it was just the spacing. Oh, on, it was yeah, it was chocolate chocolate crinkles. Crinkles. I just thought, I just can't read cursive, and I thought it said chocolate cornholes. And I was like, is that a C H I? So I thought it was a butthole cookie, and you thought it was a racist cookie. <laughs> yeah. And why were we at the cookie exchange? <laughs> we didn't even bring cookies to pill for treats. Yeah. I showed up and I was like, hmm, really excited about that cookie exchange today. And you were yeah. like, did you bring cookies? And I was like, no, I forgot. No, it, 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 which, which is a great thing to do, by the way, uh, is just, just roll in, eat as much as you can. No, I, I do love the holiday time. I really do. Uh, I, I sent you something this morning, Max, that I wanted to talk about, which is the most popular toy in the United States by state. This is always a very fascinating thing to me. Pornhub did their version recently, which I think was all dildos. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> They, they do their, their things as, like, search terms where it's like, oh, everybody uh, in Iowa wants to masturbate to Minecraft or whatever. You know, yeah. What? <laughs> or it's, like, the ones that are like, – the states are, like, the most sexually repressed it's against like, congratulations to Rhode Island, the number one state for people who love hentai. <laughs> it's just, like, 40 dudes in the whole state, and they're like, I love hentai. Um, that's not how people from Rhode Island talk. I, yeah, you never know. Uh, so we went through state by state, and it's like it's actually like legit interesting. Um, first of all, 
Nerf is huge in all of the easiest states to do on a puzzle. Anybody that has a state that's just like a square, super easy. Like it's 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 all it, it's it's all like states that kind of love guns, but want to get kids started early on on some shootings. And also, Nerf is very fun, so I, I appreciate that. Nerf is a good time. I think it's also places that have a lot of like a lot of open space. Yeah. Uh, what what I thought was interesting is that Nerf was also most popular in Hawaii. Yes. Which you'd think they would be like more of a super soaker kind of place. Um, I feel like. I don't know, you lose Nerf darts in most places, and you're like, well, shit, that sucks, but you lose Nerf darts in Hawaii and, like, sea turtles eat them. Yeah, and you're also like, I can't go to the store and get more Nerf darts because there's, like, four stores from seven years ago. Uh, The biggest, most popular thing in Alaska was fingerlings, which... That's uh, actually a potato. Yeah, they are a type of potato. It's also... That's also the biggest thing in Alaska on Pornhub. And uh, <laughs> fingerlings, we, these have been kicking around for a while. They're really bizarre. They're uh, if you don't have kids and we're schooling you on this stuff, uh, I hope, hope, hope you're learning a thing or two. If you do have kids and you, you're hearing all this, you're probably like, "Shut up, man!" I know what fingerlings are. But yeah, fingerlings are small animals that grip onto your finger. Oh, those little assholes. Yeah, yeah and okay. like you can just kind of wiggle your finger and puppeteer them. They're and like some asshole reinvented the finger puppet. Yeah, which and didn't, I... didn't need to happen, but... I always thought they were lame as hell because they're like fucking hot neon, like Funko Pop cats, basically, that stick to your finger. But then a couple of companies started getting aggressive with them and making like baby raptors and dinosaurs and Dilophosaurus mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of into it. Um, this is a boring one, but Nintendo Switch was really popular in a lot of places. I don't like that they call that a toy. Like that I get seems, that that's, that's an electronic. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's definitely a toy, but it's also like that. That's in a different class. Yeah. Um, uh, Playmobil is an odd one. Playmobil. Playmobil is, I believe, Maine. most popular Maine and uh, is that Minnesota? Yeah. Which is odd because like Playmobil. Um, the, I, I'm trying to like I'm trying to hatch a good like theory about what the case is here. And I got nothing. I don't either. Like, I don't know if they're like, they're two states that are like weirdly isolated, but vaguely European influenced. I don't, I I got nothing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Maine is like sort of near Quebec maybe. And there's like more Frenchish people there. And then Minnesota is like got Scandinavian. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's nonsense. Which is odd because if you look at um, Lego, they really only won in New York State, which I kind of get because it's like that is a city that is like New York specifically is a city that's constantly under construction. So this is also based on, I mean, I think you're overthinking it there. This is also based on search terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the keyword there is Lego playset. Yeah. And I feel like the thing with Lego is that it's a, sort of a modifier. It's almost like you're like Lego Millennium Falcon, Lego Batmobile, Lego. Yoda with drug addict eyes or whatever. Like it's, your your wife's a dentist. What is hatching toothless? That is so. That has nothing to do with that. That is a specific how to train your dragon toy. Oh, okay. Which again is very odd because that in the same way that Lego playset is like incredibly vague, or Playmobil is like an entire species of toy. Hatching toothless sounds like a that's like a tickle me Elmo, but. Toothless is the name of the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, Play-Doh is is a big thing in a bunch of states. Did you like Play-Doh as a kid? Uh, I always thought it was kind of horse shit. I feel like Play-Doh was just a means to an end to kind of get to Sculpey or Gak or Floam or whatever. Yeah, that was was Baby Steps. I felt like it was idiot toys. It was also like you couldn't really play with it. It was a pain in the ass to clean up, and then it dried out if you turned it into anything interesting. 
So you couldn't, like, build a toy out of it. It's an odd call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, like, a very fascinating list. The Playmobil thing is really weird because growing up, uh, I had a lot of Playmobil. And then, like, meeting kids throughout my life as I, as I got older, I realized that most people didn't. And I think it's because, like, my mom was incredibly European. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my theory for why the other the states have that. Yeah. Uh, a big one that's interesting is American Girl Dolls is number one in Connecticut and only Connecticut, which is like Connecticut, you fucking, you rich-ass Mark State. Uh, yeah. But that's also, apparently that was very popular throughout New England. American Girl Dolls, I, don't, I never had these because I'm a not an American girl, but, you know, like they're sort of historically influenced, like, high-end dolls. Yeah. That are... I saw, like, the article on this was explaining that it's like, this is a place that, like, really is a big into heritage. And I'm like, this is a... This is, this is rich people. This is rich people live there. Have you seen what the most popular thing in New Jersey is? Because this is a thing I don't understand, but also now sort of understand that I'm looking at it. It's a thing called Bloom Dolls, which are, like, small, bobble-headed women that grow weird shit inside of a like fake flower pot if there is the most perfect way of explaining the difference between New Jersey and Connecticut it's that yeah right like yeah. what the fuck and so I mean, you, you get American Girl dolls to fucking train future Stepford wives and you get Bloom dolls to train future you know, fucking mob wives or whatever so there's sort of like Polly Pockets wearing like stilettos and you put water in them and th- these fucking like stalagmites grow out of their heads, and then they're all dolled up and ready to go to the mall. But inside their flower pot that you open up is like a frog and like a, a basically like a, a playset. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most fucking bizarre toys I've ever seen. Like honestly, every single time I'm like, I think I have an understanding of this stuff. This is weird because like as a father to a little girl now, this I'm I'm about to enter an entire world of toys I know nothing about. Do you know about um? What is it, LOL Surprise? The ones that shit and piss? No. Okay, so no. <laughs> the, no that's, that's, L, su- that's LMAO oops. Are <laughs> LOL Surprises like the bath bombs that reveal like yeah. a, 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 a figurine? They're, they're fucking, they're fucking uh, insidious. They're, uh, they're basically microtransactions of the toys. Like they're sort of like a cheaper, shittier gashapon. But they're they're, they're in, like loot boxes, right? Yeah, they're like little Bratz dolls, but they, I don't know, my, you know, I've gotten them from my my niece and they're just you know they have all the dumb they have all the dumb fashion bullshit but the weird thing is they're like I'm not about to like slut shame cartoon children's dolls but like it seems we've done worse here yeah no that's very true it seems odd that they're definitely from like the sort of brat school of of design as opposed to like being like let's mix it up let's have like like they're all like surprisingly edgy it's a lot of like neons and leopard prints and like like they all they all sort of look like you know reject spice girls but Jesus. but like yeah it, 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 I don't know it's it's surprising because they're like they're in that kind of weird American spectrum of almost cute good enough to do well here but like if you looked at like I don't know you look at like cute Japanese shit it's like they're so much better at like actually sticking the landing on that yeah it yeah, yeah. feels very informed by like Japanese you know collector culture or like you know blind boxing things but it's it's again it's it's very very brat centric and they we're, all have we're like, super obsessed with like the oversized eyes in this country which is odd because like i think that's a thing that they people sort of inherited from anime or thought they did 
but then took in the complete wrong direction. I mean, it goes back and forth because that was all inspired by like Walt Disney cartoons. And right. It got scooped up by anime, and then it was like kind of just I don't know. It's just a it's it's I mean it's a weird thing that is sort of on an organic level. That's what we see as cute. Yeah. Like like we're trained to be like that is a cute thing I shall not kill it it's why James Cameron can't tweet about anything without people being like that's nice James I, I too as well love the sea creatures tell me about Alita Battle Angel 2 well we're Where dying to know what happens when she goes off world and whether she and not she encounters Desti Nova are they hey, gonna spoilers have- man I didn't and never will watch that movie <laughs> um yeah that's like it's fucking weird so wait do you do you do you take these like balls and throw them in the bath and, and melt them? Like, I think some of them have like bath bombs in them, but for the most part, they're like you open a little thing and you don't know what's in there. Like you, you get like a little figurine of a doll. Uh, right. They come in a few different scales. Some of them have like little fashion accessories. They have stickers. Uh, they also make like basically children's cosmetics. Like I let my niece just paint my nails and it was with this like weird shit that was, it was almost like a plasticky wax. So she painted all my nails, put stickers all over them, and put glitter in there and shit. And then afterwards, I was just like, I just like peeled it off, and I was like, oh, that didn't that didn't do anything. That oh, didn't, weird. That didn't stick, you know? Because you're not going to give like a small child like actual nail polish because they'll get high as shit and fall out a window. Yeah, yeah. No, kids that they, they don't they don't own anything, and so they don't care if they destroy it. Mm. Like very quickly, they're like, oh, I can draw on the walls and paint and throw shit everywhere because it, it doesn't mean anything. It just goes away. They don't think about it. No, no one's ever been like, like they've never had a landlord come in and be like, you got to clean these carpets. They don't think about that shit. It's kind of amazing. It's very freeing. But no, I like, I, I'm, I'm sort of terrified to navigate that world, especially like in a universe that probably won't really have toy stores anymore is to sort of just like go on Amazon and, and type stuff in and hope for the best. Like I'm like, I've been Christmas shopping for my kid. And when you type in on Amazon, you're like, best toys for 18 month old it auto fills like four boys or four girls and you're kind of like that's not really like there's no major difference then Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of it is like sort of cognitive like puzzles and like like building and colors and shapes and they're like yeah but what if uh what if a lot of it was pink and some of it had a gun and a baseball bat and you're like i i don't know if this is where we should be heading you know, like yeah. I think not well, to, like, I'm curious about like the stuff that like little kids, like kids do talk to each other and they come back from like school or preschool. And like, I haven't seen this firsthand. I just remember it from when I was a kid where like, you know, kids are like, this thing is cool. And they're like, Oh, I think I like this thing too. And they go home and mom, I want this thing. And you're like, how the fuck do you learn that? You know, it's, and it's, it's, it's like the early, it's like the early version of like influencer culture it was when you were a little kid and somebody in your school, it's, it's just peer pressure. Yeah. And somebody would bring home a toy that you were like, what is that? Like, do you remember, um, like, Monster in My Pocket? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, like, one of those, and those were totally, like, Loot Crate blind box, you know? Like, they came, I think they had three that you could see in the window on the box, but then there was a fourth one in a bag that I believe you could put in water, and the bag would dissolve. Hmm. And it was always odd, because, like, I remember trying to collect a bunch of them, and they were, like, sort of a pain in the ass to collect, because... You'd be like, oh, I want the whole set, but all the colors were randomized. So even if you got every figurine, you'd be like, oh, I got the rare one, but he's in orange, and I hate orange. I want blue or green or, like, a cool boy color. (laughs) And so, like, you would get three of them. The fourth one would be in this, like, weird, like, almost, like, military green bag. And it was made of, like, 
I honestly don't even know, like vegetables or like Probably rice paper or something. Yeah, something like that. But it was like a thick, almost like plasticky thing. And you would drop it in water and it would dissolve. And then you would have like, you would see it like this fucking creature, like fucking be born through this like weird Giger-esque that's a fun, That's a fun, that's a fun treat. I like that. Yeah, it was like a good time. Uh, do you remember these? I don't know what the fuck they were called. They weren't, I don't think they were micro machines. I want to say they might've been like mini Hot Wheels. But they were these little, they were like these little figurine, they were like figurines on wheels. So like little, like kind of, you know, like they had like little car bodies, like little die cast bases with, you know, two little wheels about the size of a micro machine. But they would have like a plastic figurine on top that was painted. I had one that was a, like a yellow, <laughs> it was a yellow demon with like big bat wings. How big were they? They like, were about about an inch and a half tall. If yeah, that. I totally know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and they were like, I don't know what the fuck they were, but I remember other kids having them, and it was like, in, you know, you could like trade things in the in the playground. And I remember being like really into them and being like, I want to fucking have more of these. These are fucking awesome. And I think my mom was like not into them. She's like, those are stupid. I'm not buying those for you. So I had to like barter at school with my like existing toys to try to get these. Oh shit! But like. I like distinctly remember this little like weird demon car man who was just like a, and I don't I don't I honestly I, like I know toys pretty well. But yeah, like, I don't. I think they were like pre Zbots. They definitely were. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. I I remember walking in. Also, this is like totally anecdotal, but like the same kind of group of kids. So I remember like being really into those. I walked in one time and they all had like nicknames too. Like there was like oh it was like Speed Demon or like you know fucking war zone or whatever you know stupid yep. like 90s toy names like gla- you know glad american gladiators yeah yeah like exactly and they walk one time trucks. and they're talking about um they're like oh my god yeah and then their pork chop has this thing and i was like oh is pork chop like a warthog who's got guns and they were like no dude we're talking about doug and i was like is doug like a wood like a like a groundhog who like digs in the ground and they're like no we're talking about nicktoons and i was like and then somebody else goes he doesn't have cable and I was uh, like, and I just want to go back and like, if I could go back in time as a grown ass adult and fight those children for fucking making me feel bad for Doug, that bad show. Hey, you know what? About that fucking queef of a man in his fucking cardigan sweater vest. You grew up. And I let go of that. And I'm and not you, still mad about it. And you know what else you don't have anymore? Cable. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> One of my favorite things... Most people don't have cable. The, the fucking weirdest twist of 2019 is that in order to watch the entirety of Doug, you have to subscribe to two separate streaming platforms. Yeah, but also, like, there's this, like, weird line in the sand. Do you know about that? Like, where, like, a lot of people agree that, like, the Disney version of Doug is shit. Like, they kind of hate it. Like, there's the Disney Plus Doug. Yeah, it's Disney's Doug. Yeah. He went over to... He got, like, a raglan with, like, three-quarter sleeves. Yeah, but people really, really dislike it. Roger got rich. Yeah. And that's a show... That's... To me, that's sort of like like the comic strip Peanuts in that I read it cover to cover. I think I enjoyed it on some fundamental level, but I also kind of fucking hate it. I hate watch that show. Yeah. That's what it it is. We didn't have a word for hate watch when we were kids. No, no, no. But I watched a lot of Doug, and I was like, okay, so is he, like, he's, like, sort of in, like, a shitty ska band. The, the thing I hated about him is he's the he worst was, superhero. He was imaginative, but he wasn't creative. Yeah. And he was, like, like sensitive, but n- not angry. Like, yeah. he was just kind of like a, he was kind of a fucking limp character. And he was, like, cumbersome, but not... 
mischievous or like he didn't really get in like real trouble no he was a he was a fucking like I don't know he was like a, he was like a sad rich kid yeah no he was kind of like, was if like oh like, no they made fun of my nose for being big and oh god they uh what if Roger finds my journal like he can't read my handwriting he's, he's like if Curious George was like a human boy like where he like sort of gets into trouble but everything's okay no Curious George fucking huffed ether Curious George was a great time that was like the hardest shit that he ever did though <laughs> Like, I mean, Curious George was mostly... Doug, actually, was, Doug was, like, suburban Hey Arnold. Okay. Hey, okay. Ar- hey Arnold was a fucking... Was, that was a show about fucking depression. Yeah. Yeah. That was a... That was a... That kid inexplicably had, like, a... Like, a fucking bachelor pad room, but then also, like, lived in a fucking boarding house with, like, abusive Eastern European men and, like, you know, Vietnam War refugees and, like... Weird alcoholic plumbers. I, I don't think there's anything that prepared me on earth for like the neighbors I would encounter in major cities, including New York City, especially New York City, than Hey Arnold. Like that taught me that 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 show actually captured a lot of like what it's like to live in a major city very early on, and just in terms of like the sheer chaos of the amount of characters you deal with on a daily basis, mm-hmm. but how it's all just like filtered through this sort of warmth that like everyone's happy to be there. It's also like it's a hundred percent inspired by New York but I, I I think it's one of those shows where they never actually say it's New York I don't think so yeah like they talk about like oh it's PS 118 or they'll be like oh you're going to the park and it's like oh the, the uptown you know 38 bus whatever but like they don't ever actually go like they'll just call it the city yeah yeah um, no I was I was really like that it was a uh, it was weird because like I think if you didn't have cable as a kid you didn't really miss a ton of cartoons like most of the best ones were on on network TV but Nickelodeon came through with a lot of shit. Though. Yeah, by the time I was in fourth grade, I got cable and I caught up on Doug. And I was like, I wasn't missing shit. Yeah. Those kids were all fucking pussies. What was your stance on Angry Beavers? Because I was sort of just like, I don't really get that it. That was when Nicktoons jumped the shark. Same. Yeah. I remember distinctly uh, standing outside my fifth grade art classroom. And it was like the day that, or the, like the, you know, that premiered on like a Sunday or Saturday or something. And like the day after, we were all like... You know, having water cooler talk when you're, you know, 11 or whatever. And we're standing yep. outside the art room door. My friend Cody goes, did you guys watch uh, Angry Beavers last night? I'm like, yeah. Everyone's just kind of like, the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's like, what? I think I, 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 I remember like somebody being annoyed. Like there's, I think the first episode, there's like some shit where like one of them gets like Rip Van Winkled or something. And they like wind up waking up in the distant future and some like space drone flies by in the background. And I think the friend who was annoyed by it didn't get the joke or, like, didn't understand what was happening. But it was still really funny <laughs> that they were just, like... You know, when somebody that's, like, criticizes something that isn't... They're not criticizing it for, like, failing or for actually doing anything wrong. They're just, like, pointing at it and being like, and then this thing happens. What's the deal with that? And you're like, yeah, all right. You, I don't I don't know if you understood the, the comedy of Angry Beavers. Yeah. I still didn't like Angry Beavers. No, me neither. The, um, the Rip Van Winkle trope was a really big thing for like 20 years and I don't know if they really do that a lot anymore like I feel like I watched like hundreds of cartoons movies like video all these all these different things were like oh here's this thing where like you fall asleep and you wake up 80 years later and you have a big long beard and everything's changed around you and you're like what year is it and then there's no resolution you just like either die or just wander off confused and scared I don't did you, know did if- you ever see um uh, Forever Young. Yes. The Mel Gibson one. Yes. That is like a deeply upsetting movie. Yes. That entire movie is like the part in Back to the Future 2 where he's in the wrong timeline. Yeah. I mean, they like 
they explored that for like five minutes with Captain America, and then it just became like, aha, that's funny. And then he just settled into our timeline. There's a part where like in, in Forever Young, I remember this like so well, he like calls his like past wife or whatever, or his lover, and he calls her and he's like, he gets it, her voicemail. And they're like, what, what happened? I don't know. She said she wasn't home and then like squealed in my ear. It's like, yeah, that's, you don't know how to use things. Well, that's sort like, of funny, but it's like, it was a very dark film. It was like not. Like Spider-Man Far From Home touched on that a bit, but. Um, not Flight really, of, yeah. Not really, but Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Like tore that shit open. Also, do you know what happened to that kid? No. Uh, I think of any, I think of like any child star, like short of maybe River Phoenix. Uh, the kid from Flight of the Navigator wound up being a fucking armed robber in British Columbia. Oh my god! Yeah, you like uh, we were watching that movie the other day, and I was like, "Oh, this is a dark film." I wonder how like, if the kid turned out okay. And I looked it up, and like, there's a documentary about him. But like that dude, uh, he like <laughs> he fucking robbed a bank in like in in Canada, and like Holy had like shit. a history of drug abuse. He was like arrested for like this is one of those one of those like charges that has more questions than answers with it, where he was arrested or charged with. Um, Improper storage of a firearm, which is like, what the fuck were you doing? That's you could arrest our whole country for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people tweet out that that kind of shit. They're yeah, like, did he oh, glue it to up. the top of his car? Yeah, was it a hat? Like, what, <laughs> like did, did he like walk around with like a gun hanging out of his fly of his pants? Like, I don't. That's one of those things where you have to be doing some other shit for them pe- to be like, oh, writing you up for this. No, people people walk in a Target with like armed shotguns and drop them, and it shoots the ceiling light out, and people are like, oops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they don't get charged with that. No, that's like when someone gives you a ticket for a taillight being out, but there's a gun involved. So it's like, yeah. what the fuck else were you doing? Uh, so oh. that guy has like an entire track record. Um, or I guess criminal record is the proper... What about that culture. small, that small like ape creature in that film? The small hand monkey, yeah, the fingerling. What did watched, that grow up to do? Uh, I, I'm sure somebody jerked off to it. <laughs> That's, yeah. I, that grew up to be uh, a really bad special effect in HD. I think if you watch that on, on like a, a, a modern TV, the wires that are using to like puppeteer it, it looks like seeing the Muppets. Like oh, they don't. Eat, it's not even. You can't even fucking like. I'm gonna go home and cancel Disney Plus. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been I've been itching to rewatch that movie, and now I'm like apprehensive. It I is. Think, it is still very dark and upsetting. I think one of my favorite crimes that people can do who are like famous is. I don't know where this goes. No, is where uh, is when they uh, conspire to do something but don't actually do something. Like they don't get caught doing crime, which is like this is why it's a good crime. Oh yeah, because, no, it's like a, it's like attempted murder. Yeah, it's victimless. Yeah, mostly. But also, like, like they'll be like, uh, it, it, conspiracy to to kidnap the owner of a plant store, and you're like, what the fuck was going How on? How were you going the plant direction to? Isn't that weird? No, I was just thinking like conspiracy to commit grand plant vandalism yeah, or something. Yeah. Like something that's like low key, but also high stakes. But they like reach out to a guy who's a specialist, yeah. but also an informant. Travis, Travis, wake up. They're onto me. They discovered my palm tree theft ring. Yeah, because I, I always want to know like the They fa- found my diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking thought process that goes through like, I gotta do a crime. But I don't want to do the crime. I'm gonna get a guy to do the crime. Who do I get the guy to do the crime? Who's the guy? I know a guy. A guy knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Let's find out. I'll call him. He's recording it. He's a fed. I'm in jail. Oops. <laughs> and then, like, the guy at the plant store is like, hey, what the fuck? What were they going to do to me? Yeah. <laughs> it's this whole, like, and all these people, it, it takes, like, five people, and then no one gets hurt. And then there's a guy in jail forever, and everyone's in jail, like, 
what'd you do? And he's like, I killed somebody. And someone else is like, I choked somebody. And someone else is like, I burned down a building. And he was like, I thought about some shit. And I, I it's like I went to I order had, a pizza from the gun store. I had grand designs yeah. to steal thousands of dollars worth of exotic palm trees. Right? It's like you didn't even do the crime. You thought about doing the crime and you ask a, a guy to do the crime for you and the crime never happened. But you're still doing the time for it. Like, that's fucking hilarious to me. When's the last time you watched I, Tanya? When it first came out? Rewatched that fucking movie. The the whole thing with, like, the, the Jeff Gululi's henchmen. Yeah. And the part where they're just in, like, a fucking, like, a beige Toyota Tercel, and they're, they're, they're like, we are psychic warriors. Don't let them see your eyes. If they see your eyes, you, they, they'll know you're there. But if they can't see your eyes, you're invisible. And they're just, like, bumping fucking Laura Branigan and just, like, hauling ass down the freeway. And I'm just like, this is, it is the... It is such I, I love I love dumb crooks so much. It's like yep. my favorite thing in 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 fiction. No, I it, I fucking love. That's why I love that movie Burn After Reading. Oh god, it, it's, it's so just, fucking good. It's just like this like like fucking <laughs> couple, couple gym rats who are just like bumbling and just like get just getting punched in the face and doing the dumbest shit over and over and over again. I mean, that's that's why I like Coen Brothers and Elmore Leonard. Like I think like Tarantino borrowed a lot from El- Elmore Leonard books, but like the one thing that I, I think he never he, he's always his people are always too cool like his characters are always like too too fucking too fucking badass you know yeah whereas like Coen brothers are like now nah, here's a here's a fucking idiot <laughs> no he doesn't have enough just like true deeply stupid dumbass men and women like that's very important to have because you have a lot of that on like basically every crime mm-hmm. any major crime that took like a bunch of people like a conspiracy or something always involves like a couple of people who are just like cartoon fucking stupid which I really I love because that makes for great great film great reenactments like yeah I, I think Tarantino's thing is that like he gets a lot of people and you're like alright he's interesting or like he's funny or he's quirky but there's there's not enough people who are just straight up dumb as rocks and that's important to have because there's a lot of people that are dumb as rocks out there you deal with them on a daily basis you know it's like it's it's kind of why like if you ever read like the police blotter in San Francisco or like wherever you wherever you live it's always the dumbest shit. It's the best. Yeah, it's it's very rarely like oh we we like pinpointed with laser accuracy this fucking dude who was about to do this amazing unthinkable crime. He almost got away with it, but we stopped him. It's always like a guy that like he walks into a fucking bank and he waits in line with a gun in his hand to rob the bank. Well, like there was that there was that viral clip that went around for a while where like, these guys robbed like a convenience store, but then they like ran in the back and like tried to hide in the crawl space or whatever and then they fell through the ceiling. Do you remember that? It's the best, yes. Yeah. I want that movie. I want to watch that fucking film. It's the best because it also reminds me of that jackass where like they they fall through do you remember that one? They, they like they faked like a a jewel heist, and oh like, yeah, and they've got like dollar sign bags and like yeah, burglar and, and they fall through the ceiling, and like there's like four people in the office. It's like three white people and one black guy, and the black guy fucking books. He's like, I want no part of this, and the white people are like, ah, uh, what's what's <laughs> what happened? He's <laughs> like, well, that's the smart guy in the room. We got the fuck out of town. No, I love shit like that. Yeah. It's it's like so important to be able to depict that perfectly in film because I think that makes for like like super entertaining shit. That's what I, I Tanya was really good at that. Burn After Reading is really good at that. A reverse version of that that's like actually way bleaker than it. I mean, Far, Fargo is perfect. Fargo is perfect for that. I mean, there's like most most Cold Brothers is like is yeah. on point with that shit. Uh, yeah. The weird thing is like this is dark, but like, do you know like the Lorena Bobbitt story? Vaguely. So basically. 
the, the only thing anyone knows is she cut off her husband's penis while he was sleeping. And everybody was like, crazy bitch. And she was like a, this running joke for decades. Mm-hmm. Like all through the 90s, you couldn't turn on any TV without people being like, oh, yeah, if you want to get a good half off sale, call Lorena Bobbitt. Uh, that, that woman was like deeply sexually abused yeah. and got revenge. And like no one knows that and no one brings that up. But that it became this thing where everybody was like, watch out for her. She'll cut your penis off. And it's like, she can't. Yeah. Like, where does that woman go to work afterwards without the boss being like, whoa, I have to worry about my dick? There is a really good podcast called You're Wrong About, which is uh, two people who are, like, two journalists who basically revisit that shit. And they're, they're like, they're our age. They're in their 30s. Um, and they do real work. Yeah, they do. I mean, they, one of them works for, I think, like, maybe a Huffington Post. And the other one's like, it's they're, they're, they're you know. They work for a real, real journalist. journalist we work for Huffington Paint. Yeah, <laughs> Gamington Bros. Um, but no, like they they do deep dives on shit that you kind of remember from like your childhood. So like the Challenger, Monica Lewinsky, Lorena Bobbitt, shit like that. Uh, Tanya Harding, and it's you know extensive research, but a conversational podcast. So like you, you know like kind of like what we try to do, except they actually do research before, right? Uh, and it's it's great because it's a lot of that is kind of like oh, oh shit, everything is actually fucked up, and the way the media represented is like terribly terribly off base, and it's like very, you know, very empathetic, and and but yeah, I think I caught a bit of the Lorena Bobbitt Bob one, the Tanya Harding one is fascinating because it kind of goes back and forth where it's like, yeah, she's like clearly like kind of implicated, but at the same time like, yeah, there's a lot of shit that doesn't really get. You know, brought to light. Yeah, like I sort of like the end of that movie where it's just sort of you know it's like basically being like, well, what did we learn? I don't know. What do we? You know, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, her argument was that she was basically hands off, but sort of hands on. But it gets it gets gray. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely sketchy. Did you have a TV in your kitchen growing up? No. Yeah, we didn't either. Like that was a that was a very deep faux pas. We did like not a thing at all. And so there was the 7 o'clock news, which we didn't really watch. And there was the 10 o'clock news, which was fucking late, and I didn't watch. Mm-hmm. And so you either had news on in the morning, and you know, you're know you usually getting ready either in your bedroom or your kitchen. In the 80s and 90s, most people didn't have TVs in those rooms. Um, I had some friends that had TVs in the kitchen. They were on all the time. And it was always super weird to me because I would go over to their house for dinner and there would just be like five people sitting at the kitchen table staring at the TV. That's, yeah, that's what we, like we eating would, peas. My mom, I think eventually was just like, I want to watch TV. So we would do like quote unquote TV dinner, which would she just make dinner and we just eat it at the coffee table. Yeah. Um, which is great. I yeah, mean, yeah. We, we do it. We do it now here and there. It, it's yeah, weird it now. Always, it's it was, like, you know, we'd always watch like it was, uh, I think NBC nightly news. Yeah. Yeah, with Tom Brokaw before, and it was like Brian Williams would fill in, and now it's weird because he's like the regular, and some other fucker comes in. Yeah, in. and so once my brothers got old enough, and and myself got old enough to like watch her own TV, Disney Afternoon would roll into like Sable the Bell, which would roll into like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, which would roll into the news, and so sometimes the news would just be on in the other room, and my dad was like, and my mom, they were like. No TV in the bedroom or no TV in the in the kitchen, which is weird because my grandparents on my mom's side, old Italians, always had a TV in their kitchen. So it was it was to me it was like my, I was like, wait, are you rebelling against your parents by not having this mom, or like, are you doing this because like this is the way it's supposed to be done and they're wrong? Who knows? Um, but my dad would always listen to 
baseball on the radio, which is a reason like I one of the reasons I'm not crazy about sports is that I heard so much of it growing up. But you would every now and then we'd leave the TV on in the other room. And during the 90s, TV was fucking like the news was fucking popping off because it was there was, you know, impeachment trials. There was Lorena Bobbitt. There was uh, Monica Lewinsky. There was O.J. Simpson. There was Tanya Harding. And so like every you would like leave the TV on and you'd be like, oh, afterwards, you know, Married with Children's can be on or like you'd have a rerun of The Simpsons on or something like that. And all of a sudden you hear like. Like Bart would stop talking and then Tom Brokoff would pop on and be like, we interrupt this special report because uh, this fucking crazy dude's driving down the highway in this fucking Bronco. It's going nuts. Do you want to let's, let's let's watch that. That's a good time. That was a whole fucking thing. Yeah. So the amount of time and it's so weird now because we don't really have a version of that because we're not all getting syndicated stuff at the same time. We have t- we have like Twitter. Well, I was on I was on the bus two days ago on a Monday morning. And have you ever been in a public space with a bunch of people when they get the Amber Alert on their phone? It is surreal. And it trickles out. It feels out. like some Cloverfield shit. Yeah, right? And I, it, was on, I was on BART. I was on the train. We were, like, under the fucking bay. On Monday? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we got one. I, I, it was weird because I didn't even see it pop up on my phone. Um, and it doesn't hit everyone at the exact same time because people have different wireless car- carriers and signals. Some people are on, like... You know, mm-hmm. they're doing that weird, like, fucking train hopper shit where they're going from, like, Wi-Fi network to network. And so, like, somebody at the front of the train was like, and it just trickled down all throughout. And all of a sudden, like, everybody's like, huh, huh? And we're all looking at the same time. And, like, in this day and age, you're kind of like, is this, is this it? <laughs> like, what, did, is there a kidnapping or, like, is, did, like, is there a tsunami big enough to engulf this coastal city? Like, what's happening here? And so... Yeah, that's it's that's that's it's been so weird the way we consume shit like that. Yeah, I was listening to the Uncut Gems soundtrack, which is like weird ass, grimy, fucking just neo noir experimental nonsense. Yeah, it's, it's like synthy paranoid shit. I it's love the it. kind of thing that like an Amber Alert sound effect would be sampled into, and so it happened in the middle of it, and I wasn't looking at my phone. I was kind of like, <laughs> kind of looked around, and then like I looked, and everyone else was like pulling out their phones. And, like Jen nudged me, and was like. Amber Alert, and I was like, "I'll keep a I'll keep a lookout for a green Hyundai while I'm in this train underwater in a tunnel." <laughs> yeah, right. I guess I was cool. on a bus. I was like, "What do you want me to do? Like steal the bus?" Yeah, <laughs> chase him because I can. I'll do it. I'll fight that car. I don't even know what the alert's for, that, but kick I, that Hyundai's ass. I'll be a superhero tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, should we wrap this up? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do another one of these in a second. Let's get let's get let's get sloppy. That's right. We have a Patreon exclusive episode coming up. But uh, to everyone who listened to us all year through our regular broadcast, uh, thank boop, you, boop. thank you so much for being there. Uh, this has been uh, fucking like to be completely personal, like a very a very trying year in terms of getting everybody in the same room at the same time. It feels busier than ever, but. Um, I'm proud to say we didn't miss a beat. We didn't miss a week. We probably missed some beats. That's that's probably overreaching for me. But we no. didn't miss a week. We didn't miss an episode. And we wanted to make sure we we were here for you guys no matter what. Uh, we do love making the show uh, no matter how much it scales, whether it's two of us or three of us or five of us. Um, so thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fucking awesome holiday. Yeah. Or if it happened already, I don't, know when, I don't know when this is going up. But yeah, I hope you have a great year. Next Let's year. just say it this way: the, the winter time is a very difficult time for a lot of people, and I just I, I want to say 
you know, personally, like this show kind of helps keep me afloat yep. making it. It's a little bit of consistency. And if it manages to keep you afloat, then awesome. Uh, and if not, well, hang in there, I guess. Yeah. Um, we get occasional emails where people are like, hey, I was in a dark spot. And uh, your, your, your bad show where you talk about, like, you know, Tengu sex eggs and pussy farts actually helped me out. And it's like, it's a weird kind of reminder that we can help people with the, the, the bad conversations but we yeah. read the emails and uh, that's the kind of stuff that keeps us going so uh, you know I, I everyone just kind of if you're going through hell keep going and uh, let's, uh, let's let's beat the ever living shit out of 2020 let's do it let's let us crush it under our wheels let's kick that thing's ass let us pretend that the year 2020 is a green Hyundai with a kidnapped child inside of it and we will chase it down yeah. on our bare legs let's beat the shit out of that year we will fight that fucking car but like in a good way let's but also if you don't then it's fine too and if you want, if you drive a green Hyundai you fucking watch out also if you're if you're really trying to like kick ass and seize the year in January stop stop I think you know what I'm gonna do in January I'm gonna cancel my gym membership I think I'm gonna do that I think I'm just going to run outside. I think they legally have to report that as, like, a suicide warning sign. <laughs> That's a bad sign. No. Well, you know what? I hate, like, starting the year and all these dudes are like, oh, fucking noobs in the gym. Shut up. Fuck you. Okay? I'm, we're all trying. It's hard. And I'm sorry that I en- encroached on your the only thing you have. Fake your- exercise fans. Yeah, I am a fake exercise. I'm a casual. Oh, um, yeah? You like working out? Name five muscles. <laughs> Name five weights. <laughs> five, ten, twenty. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the comedy button. You know where to find us by now. We're all old, and we've been doing this for a long time, and we're so fucking proud and happy to be here for you. We hope you have a wonderful holiday and a happy new year and a happy birthday and a happy Saturday. And everything goes real good and real great. And if it doesn't, you know what you got to do? Just fucking take big shit. Yeah, do that. Get it out. Eat more green shit and see what happens. Yeah, that'll, that'll flush you out real good. Have have like a half a half a pint of those Haribo frogs with the white underbellies, yeah. and then also some spinach. I bought that shit Calm from Amazon. It's basically like powdered milk and magnesia. Drinking Calm. Have you had that before? Yeah, I love I love choking Calm. <laughs> <laughs> I got Calm all over my face though. It's, <laughs> oh man, I spilled something the other day. I got Calm on my tits. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, if you if you drink calm and <laughs> it's basically milk and magnesia. So if you put calm in your tea right before bed, when you wake up in the morning, for some odd reason, it gives you explosive diarrhea. So you'll have calm shooting out of your ass. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Happy 2020. Go drink some calm. <laughs> The comedy button would not be possible without the Ultra Deluxe Super Sexual support of our executive producers on Patreon. A big huge slam dunkin', lips maggin', special thanks to Paula Shuttlechops, Matt Shotroff, Curtis Rush Hour 3, and Luis Kansasasadosasasasadadodo. If you would like to support our show and have your name mispronounced by a robot, head to patreon.com slash comedy button. We love you.